Hey, if you love to eat as much as we do here on the Kevin and Taylor Show, you're going to love hearing the latest in the world World of of food. food. First, good news if you prefer to avoid meat and dairy. Shake Shack announced uh, they're launching three new plant-based menu items nationwide. The Veggie Shack Burger, Non-Dairy Chocolate Shake, and Non-Dairy Frozen Custard. Second, for the first time in eight years, McDonald's is bringing back a beloved menu item. Yeah. I could see you getting this after like a 50-mile bike ride, Kev. That would be the only case. An Oreo Frappe. It's a Mm. decadent coffee drink that's meant to be dessert or an indulgent treat. That sounds so good. And finally, (laughs) in the world of food, big heads up if you like to place your food order online and pick it up at the restaurant. Turns out, you weigh your entree, you're way more likely to get a bigger portion or a bigger bowl at Sweet Green Chipotle or Cava if you go through the line and order in person. Mm. Yeah, well, and it's always kind of a letdown. Like, I don't know, you go to Applebee's or Chili's or something, and they bring it out on the plate. It looks great. You get home and you open that styrofoam box. And it's <laughs> it's just not like, the same. Oh. Yeah. I remember the first time we ever did that for Outback, and I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, what you, is that? If you want to be fancy like Applebee's, you got to go to Applebee's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> If someone said to you, quick, name three things that are obsolete, you might say uh, CDs, iPods, and one-hour photo labs. Well, coming up, (laughs) add this one to the list. If someone said to you, quick, name three things that are obsolete, you might say Walkmans, VCRs, and roadmaps. Well, now you can add this to the list. Clipping coupons. I think this one just might break my mama's heart. She's a coupon (laughs) queen. The largest grocery chain in America, Kroger, is ditching their weekly printed specials with coupons that you could clip. No. And if you can get your parents and grandparents to switch, they say the digital coupons and loyalty app programs are definitely way more convenient. What about the uh, ones they send in the mail? Because it's so funny you're bringing this up. Just last night at the dinner table, Tracy got out. We get coupons in the mail. And she goes, oh, I got to use these. They're going to expire next week. Yeah, she's going to have to use her app now. I went through them and I was like, this is money in the bank, baby. I mean, they were really good. (laughs) Yeah, you'll have to be doing that on her phone next time through the loyalty program. And I remember my mom, she was so into clipping coupons that if she couldn't use the product, because like you, she viewed it as found money. Mm -hmm. She would send us little envelopes of coupons when we were in college she would give friends coupons at church. Like, I, th- I thought you might be able to use these. Oh, my mom would like, do that. Like, it was her jam. My mom would do that, and she would send coupons for stuff that I think she mistakenly put in there, like, I don't know, effortant. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she mom, thought you think, didn't have real teeth. I think teeth. you meant this one for you. <laughs> for or somebody else. It's her one for me. Ever been in kind of a goofy, silly, sassy mood and you do something silly or sassy and you think it's going to just end there. It was fun. (laughs) That was cute. And that's it. Mm -hmm. And then it kind of comes back to haunt you. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's happening to me right now. I'll tell you what I did in just a minute. I I believe that's how they describe our job. (laughs) (laughs) Kind (laughs) of. Seemed like a good idea at the time, boss. Sorry about that. So I did something kind of silly, spontaneous, sassy, whatever you want to call it the other day. And um, it's sort of coming back to haunt me. Um, I can't resist if someone's doing like a major posed group photo and I'm walking by, I have to do a cheesy grin. And so this was Whether happening you know to me. know the people or not? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because then <laughs> when they, to sidle up when they see like, the picture, hey, hey, hey. it's called photobombing. Uh-huh. And so what was happening is we've got regular seats at the baseball games we go to. And the, this group of four people way down below us 
you could tell they were really getting posed for a good shot. Mm -hmm. And so me and Glenn just kind of leaned in like, cheese, like, Hmm. Well, they emailed the photo to the radio station. They listened to the Kevin and Taylor <laughs> show. <laughs> and they said, nice photo bomb, Taylor. Now that we know you sit in our section, we're going to come visit you at the next game. So I get to meet some new friends. But <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I just funny. thought it'd be some stranger that would right. never have any kind of connection to me at all. Right. <laughs> hey, this is your guaranteed to put you in a good mood story of the day. Good mood. Someone found a sweet dog wandering with her leash still on and a heartbreaking note on her collar um, and dropped her off at the animal shelter in Tennessee with a note that said, please love me. My mom can't keep me and is homeless with two kids. She tried her best but can't get help. I cost too much for her. And it was in a heartbreaking. She really loves me and I'm great. I'm a great dog. Mm. It also said, please do not change my name. It's Lilo. Well, people at the shelter could tell the woman really loved Lilo. So mm-hmm. they tracked her down and reunited with her dog. And they're paying her all the food and pet supplies she needs. They've also been trying to find her family a pet-friendly homeless shelter until they're back on their feet. Aww. So it's a happy ending. Isn't that awesome? Yes. Oh, that is that so sad. Imagine having to give away your dog. <laughs> you took me on an emotional roller coaster ride there, I'll have you know. My husband had to give away one of his dogs once because he wanted to do what was best for the dog. Oh. They were, had lived on this huge, ginormous ranch and were moving to this, the big city. Yeah. And he knew his dog, Jenny, the Airedale, would not be happy without a place to run and do we, run and Do we run. know what happened to Jenny? Yeah, Jenny got a beautiful family he found for oh, her. Oh, okay. But it was so painful. And she painful. lived happily ever after. Yes, but right. it was Very so good. painful for him to do what was best for the dog. It's so funny, um, when you fly, you know, at least, you know, a couple times a year, you get to a point in your life where you're like, oh, well, pfft. When you have a really smooth flight, you're like, guess what? Everything went perfectly because there's so much that can go wrong. Uh Like we've had everything from one time um, a a cargo door would not shut on a brand new airplane. So we had to fly out the next day. They couldn't even get us out that day. And then the the most unique Uh. experience we ever had, which just recently we were flying to my niece's wedding and the wedding was that day. So we kind of cut it close. We traveled in the morning. The wedding's at 4.30 in the afternoon. And we're like on the runway. We're doing that thing where you're, I think they call it taxing, where Mm -hmm. you're like getting up to speed. And we're almost to that speed where you can tell all of a sudden the wings are going to get lift. Mm -hmm. And then, woo. And right at that moment, the pilot hit the brakes. Oh, no. And we're like, what happened? And we like abandoned the takeoff and we had to go all the way back to the gate and we found out, we waited and waited away. We're like, what happened? What happened? What happened? And turns out an indicator light came on and the light was that the cargo door was open and the pilot got on and said, I didn't, I figured you didn't want your luggage sprinkled all right. over the world. And it, there was nothing wrong with the door. It was just the light. The light was malfunctioning. But then we had to like wow. spend an hour at the terminal going mm. through all the paperwork again till we could get approved for takeoff the second time. I had an experience in West Palm Beach. Like we were land we were like ready to land and all of a sudden it was like engines went full blast and the plane felt like it went straight up in the air and we went mm. back out back out over the ocean. Wow. And apparently it was one of the, a deal where they had two planes were going for the same Whoa. spot. 
Yeah, and, and I've never had that our happen. Our pilot abandoned ship and <laughs> back out. That must have been kind of scary. Oh yeah, it was really scary. Ooh. It was really scary. Oh yeah, your your prayer life increases greatly yeah, when something like does. that happens. <laughs> you make all kinds of promises to God <laughs> in those moments. You ever feel like on social media people are experts on everything? Like especially when it comes to like uh, I don't know the government or how the government is supposed to work or my rights or or whatever. Um, yeah, we have a ways to go, especially with our kids and teaching them exactly how things work, how they're supposed to operate. We've got our work cut out for us. I'll tell you why next. All right, mom and dad, we have our work cut out for us. Teachers too, uh, with kids and them understanding the basics of government. And this is, this is alarming because there's no shortage of constitutional experts on social media right or or just in every everyday life i know my rights you're violating my rights well eighth graders nowadays over a third of them uh do not understand the basics of how government works nor the importance of civic participation Uh uh-oh that is alarming (laughs) because these people as you know eighth grade boom and it's going to be a blink of an eye and they're going to be 18 19 20 years old they're going to be part of the voting masses without an understanding of how the whole thing works and Mm. i don't know if they even do so my kids have been out of high school for a while do they even do civics classes anymore where you learn these are the branches of government there's the judicial the executive and you know do they do they even do that anymore? Yeah, I had a great civics teacher my freshman year of high school, Mr. Mm-hmm. Walker. Man, he, uh, we we had to know our stuff. And get this, this is old school, but we had to read a magazine called U.S. News and World Reports. Mm-hmm. And every week, every Friday, we could be tested on any article or, or aspect of the whole magazine. Yeah. So we had to know what was going on in See, the that, world. That kind of class would be great because it seems like nowadays it's like... What are my rights? I should be able to do whatever I want, whenever I want, however I want. Oh, and someone else should pay for it. <laughs> right? <laughs> and if I don't get that, I'm going to video, I'm going to provoke you and then video your response to me wanting all of that. And that's me being exercising my rights. So, mom, dad, teachers, we have our work cut out for us. Civics 101, it's needed. Okay, you want to have a little fun? Let's talk about the absolutely useless information we learn from watching TV shows. <laughs> I'll tell you what I mean in a minute, and you can okay. join in in a sec. Okay, so let's have a little fun. Let's be silly today on the Kevin and Taylor Show. This is um, this is what you do. Um, take a show, a TV show you've watched or a movie, mm-hmm. and what useless tip have you learned from watching the show? And I'll go first to set the example of what I'm talking about. Uh, Jennifer Garner has a new TV show out. And so what I learned from her and her character is if someone gives you a duffel bag full of $250,000 in cash, Mm -hmm. you don't hide it under the bed when you have a bedroom with a wood floor and nothing else is under there (laughs) because somebody will find the duffel bag full of cash. (laughs) A better hiding place than that. You you got it. Moms are are great at hiding things. They hide Easter eggs and Christmas presents, birthday presents. Why? Right there at wood floor. Nothing under the bed. I bet it was a big duffel. I bet it was a really high bed too. (laughs) So what useless tip have you learned from watching TV? Give us a call. I got one. Okay, and we'll hear Kevin's too. Uh, No, no, I want to give it to you. Oh, you want to get it right now? Right now. Bring it. Bring it. Making me wait. Don't Don't put me in timeout. No, here's what I learned. If you are going on a three-hour tour, 
pack enough clothing to last a month. <laughs> That's good. Huh? Yeah, yeah, I like oh, it. Because they did have, the one thing they didn't think through was batteries for the radio. Mm. Yeah, pa- yeah, pack enough batteries for a month to run a transistor radio, too. So what, what have you learned from watching TV or movies? A useless tip. I've got another one, Taylor. Oh, uh, good. Useless thing, or or I think this one's pretty useless. Uh, thing you've learned from watching a TV show. Okay. I learned that modern in the future space travel will be done via a giant egg by no, 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 no. Robin Williams, uh, right? Mark and Mindy. <laughs> yes. Right. <laughs> he arrived in his his giant his giant egg and no, 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 no. greeted us all and yeah. Right. And so aliens are. You see an egg in your yard. Be Aliens careful. Are, are likely to wear rainbow suspenders, too. It's <laughs> his go-to, right? Robin, that useless tip you learned from watching a TV show or a movie, what was it for you? Well, I watched The Bold and the Beautiful, and Sheila Carter actually confesses murder in the richest man's mansion on the show. And it's like, you know he's got cameras in there. <laughs> <with all laughs> and then she winds up going to prison. It's like... Why would you confess murder with cameras and, I mean, you know. (laughs) I'm glad you've thought that through, I think. (laughs) Really? (laughs) So you really never know if you're going to post something on social media that could create a controversy and uh, break the internet. And that happened to this mom. She's got a husband and two toddlers. And um, she has a husband who is a very picky eater. Um, she kind of blames his mom <laughs> for not making him taste more foods. Mm. Uh, her name's Brianna, and she posted a a video of her making this delicious tray of nachos for her husband because he quote didn't like the salmon dinner she had made for him, mm. so she made him nachos. And you would have thought she put up the most controversial thing that ever existed. People are like, one thing that made it added heat to it is when she serves him the nachos, he's on the couch with a blankie watching TV <laughs> and he barely even looks at her, oh. let alone says thank you. Oh, hello. And um, she said that she and her husband have gotten the biggest kick out of the controversy because she said, we've got an excellent sense of humor and know the truth that my husband's a wonderful husband and even better father. And we don't need validation from people's comments on, on you know, how we live our lives. She said she told her husband about the nachos when she made the salmon. She mm-hmm. made it in the air fryer. And she's like, I know you don't like salmon that much, so I'll make, I'll make nachos later. And um, anyway, it's just, it's fascinating to watch how... We all love to take a side. It's like our thing in our society, hmm. even with an innocent nacho yeah. video. In fairness to the people viewing it, the way you described it, they didn't make him look like husband of the year. No, they did That's not. That's for no. sure. And then there's another video where she's serving him the huge bowl of mac and cheese, and he at least smiles when he takes it from <laughs> he her. smiles and <laughs> grunts, nods his head, but does not take his, his eyes off of the... The game that he's watching, right? Do you love being a mother? Coming up, the top superhero skills that moms are confident they have. Do you love being a mother? I'm so excited about the results of this recent survey of moms because it shows you just how special you are. 
Uh, 73% feel like they are the best mom in the world. <laughs> Good. That Isn't is that awesome. awesome? This, I, I could not be happier <laughs> about this survey. Eight in 10 moms believe that they are the driving force of their family. Because they are. And that the family would be lost without them. They would be. 77% of moms reported feeling empowered when they see other moms sharing their hardships and experiences, which, which is what we try to do so often on the Kevin and Taylor show. And these are the top superhero skills moms are confident they have. Problem solving, nurturing, multitasking, organization slash time management, and communication. I'd say a mom's biggest skill is the ability to, the ability, even when she's been hurt, to still give everything she has for her kids. That is so true. It is such a Christ-like thing that I've watched Mm -hmm. moms do over and over and over again. I mean, they can be really emotionally wounded by something their kid has done or said, and they still Mm -hmm. will drop everything because their kid needs something. And that, that to me, is wow. That is facts. I I wish Mm -hmm. I could do that. I tend to be a bit more of a, huh. (laughs) (laughs) So we're talking about what it's like being a mom and and my wife Tracy we have four kids and she has just like she slipped right into that role of being a mom and and I watched her be a mom like I I, I would agree with the 70 some percent of women said they're the best mom in the world Tracy's the best mom in the world if, from from my perspective so what is it would love to hear from moms that you didn't know would happen when you became a mom could be something like you had no idea how much you were going to love those kids or you had no idea how much stuff you were going to have to get done every day. What was it for you that you didn't know? It's Kevin and Taylor. Hello. Is this our friend Mary, the Mary? Yes. What was it that before you became a mom, you just you just didn't know? How long is this show? Do you have, do you have the time? I just didn't know. I really didn't understand like that you can want to be with your children all the time. And you can also not want to be with them at the same time. <laughs> you know? That's so good. <laughs> like, I just want to snuggle them constantly. But at the end of the day, I'm like, don't touch me. Don't touch me again. You know? Hey, Ashley, it's Kevin and Taylor. So how about you? What surprised you the most about motherhood? What surprised me the most is how much you can worry about adult children. <laughs> oh, mother of four. No kidding. They are... 25, 26, 28, and 29 right now, and three of them live out of state, and you just have to give them the advice, give them the wisdom of your experience and mistakes, and hope for the best, because there's nothing you can do when they're adults. You know what? I I watch my wife, because our kids are, you know, young adults now, too, and our kids have their dramas going on, and Tracy takes all that emotional stress on herself, too, so she not only has the stress of being my wife, but she takes on all the stress of our kids, too. She never stops being a mom. Do you know anyone who grew their family in a very unique way? Maybe they adopted or fostered or took in nieces and nephews. Well, check out this story. Katrina's a mom of five kids. Three of them still live at home and a NICU nurse. She's 45 years old and she was caring for the tiniest patients, a set of preemie triplets. And their mom, Sharia, was a 14-year-old in eighth grade who visited them all the time for the five months they were in NICU. 
Well, guess what? Katrina ended up fostering Sharia and the triplets for nearly two years Hmm. and has since officially adopted her and the three two-year-olds. Sharia has since graduated from an alternative high school and she plans to attend college and she wants to pursue a career in social work. Wow. And the talk about a, a NICU nurse going way above and beyond right. no to kidding. change this family's life. No kidding. Think about this for a minute. What is your dream job? Coming up, how people all over the world answer that question. Okay, so think about this for just a minute. What is your dream job? Do you give the same answer now that you gave when you were in seventh grade, per se? Uh, hmm. Curious to know how people all over the world answer that question? Well, first of all... Kev, our jobs barely made the top 10. DJ came in number 11, so not bad for a dream job. Out of all the jobs in the world? Out of all the jobs in the world, we came in 11th. Just behind teacher, coming in ninth place was singer, programmer, influencer, actor, entrepreneur, YouTuber. Third place went to dancer. Second place goes to writer. And the number one dream job worldwide is a pilot. Hmm. Which I can see the perk side of a pilot, get to travel the world, but that's really serious. I mean, you're responsible for people's lives. Mm-hmm. Who did they ask us again? Uh, they pulled people worldwide. Oh, just people worldwide? Yeah, okay. all over the it world. It wasn't like seventh graders or it was just like wide. Yes, wide range of ages. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Pilot number one. In, well, where did Influencer come in? Uh, that was um, like uh, seventh or eighth. It's interesting. Influencer. They've got Influencer, Writer. All the, everyone has so much to say nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> Not just a lot to say, but they want a platform to say it, too. Teacher came in 10th, right? And then DJ was right after that, 11th. Hmm. So I think we can all fall into that trap of hearing or seeing what other people are doing. Go, man, I wish God would use me like that. Mm-hmm. But but he made you uniquely you to do what you can only do. Let's talk about that next. I've done it. I know you've done it. Taylor, I've heard you talk about how when you were growing up, your parents had uh, pictures of, of missionaries like on the fridge or something. And, on a bulletin board, yeah. Yeah, and that was kind mm-hmm. of like, that was the ideal. Oh, that's, if I could be... If I could do that, God would really be using me. And we we can all do it. Look at what other people are doing and maybe get uh, get a little jealous. Maybe get a little like, man, I wish that was my life. Instead, I'm just doing, you know, whatever it is. But I would encourage you, don't spend one more minute worrying about what you haven't been called to do. That's somebody else's calling, right? God made you on purpose and for a purpose. And whatever it is you're watching somebody else do, that ain't it, right? You know, just because you don't have a spotlight ministry with 50,000 Instagram followers, that does not mean that God's not using you. I mean, you're calling mm-hmm. him mom, dad, plumber, pastor, pipe fitter. I don't know. You could be writing code or writing parking tickets, whatever it is, wherever you are in life. I think we've been given a very clear mandate. God made it very simple for us, right? Hey, why don't you love me and love other people? Done. <laughs> right? That's mm-hmm. a big enough job for all of us to do. And, and if you can really focus on that, whatever your occupation is, I think you're going to find that you're feeling like, okay, I'm doing things that I've, I've been called to do because those people in your life, you know, they need you, whether you, you realize it or not, your coworkers, your family, your friends, everybody. So don't be discouraged. I hope you are encouraged that wherever you are, whatever you're doing, as long as you're loving God and trying hard to love people, that's the hard part for me. Because we're all weird, right? (laughs) Then I think you're doing it right.
I love what you said about how we can we tend to make things so complicated. It's love God, love people. That's what Jesus summed it up as. And I, I have a long way to go on both. <laughs> I'm definitely a work in progress, a, a kid under construction. And um, I read the most beautiful description today, Kev, on how Jesus loved people. It said Jesus loved the outsiders. Almost everyone was poor in the first century in Israel. They lived hungry, never knowing what it felt like to be full. Some were also starved for human touch. Radical Jesus went skin to skin with these sick and socially shunned folks. He got close to lepers when others gasped. He pulled in from the shadows those with unimaginable disorders. He saw their real souls underneath the skin barriers and shame. And they saw his face and the love and acceptance they'd been desperately searching for. I thought that was just so beautiful. Such a great description of, of, you know, just something aspiring that we can try to love like he loved. So tell me what does, what does that look like in Taylor Scott's life? You're Uh, applying that to Taylor Scott's life today. I've been thinking about that that a lot since I read that this morning and it it can be uh, a radical thing. It could be, you know, if you're called to become a foster parent or something like that. But I was thinking about how I just need to be better about even if I'm just in a room or where I am, like seeking out people that are hurting. Hmm. And then lots of times, bright, shiny people, they're really good at hiding the hurt. Hmm. And you don't know just the struggle that's going on just beneath the surface. And you can you tend to think, oh, they're perfect. They don't need any love for me because their life is perfect. Hmm. And then underneath, there's a big struggle. And so I think just yeah. uh, wanting to love where I'm, being more calm and quiet and paying attention to those kinds of things in people's lives. I think you're right about the, I mean, Jesus ran into his fair share of perfect people too. Mm-hmm. Perfect people by, you know, that day's standards. And, yeah. And he, you know, <laughs> he called them out on some of their, their masks mm-hmm. and tried to get to the real person. Right. So yeah, I think you're onto something there. 